You're listening to episode 187 of the FitzPro podcast, and today we are going over how much lifting technique really matters and why, if it does. So I think that my past experiences with injuries and kind of being what I refer to as a movement elitist will serve to give some good perspective and some also counter arguments within this episode. So without further ado, let's dive in. The FitzPro Podcast is your no BS approach to seeking out truth in the world that is online health and fitness. You'll see through the lens of the trainer, the trainee, and the entrepreneur. I'm your host, Annie Miller, certified strength and conditioning specialist, entrepreneur, lover of sleep, lattes, and dinosaurs, aka not your average FitzPro. And my aim is to help you grow your mind, body, and business through knowledge and authenticity so that you too can become a FitzPro. If you happen to be a coach or a practitioner, anyone in the health and fitness field in the online space who is giving service-based offers, be sure to check out my free on-demand workshop, Your Biz Your Way, Three Steps to Build a Profitable Online Health and Fitness Business. You can click the link in the show notes or head to anniemiller.co slash workshop dash register. And if you are a trainee, an entrepreneur, a coach of any kind, then also hit up anniemiller.co slash resources and you can find anything free that I have created to hopefully make your life easier. So I adore the topic of this episode. The idea of lifting technique is the literal reason that I created Movement 101 back in 2017 after rehabbing myself from a back injury that happened during back squatting in 2014 ish. I would be lying if I said that this back injury didn't lead to me becoming a bit of, like I mentioned in the intro, a movement elitist. I've used this term before and for me it refers to this belief that one way to lift is the best way and that buffer zones are dangerous and that pain is caused by bad movement patterns. It's an aggressive and quite frankly tainted point of view. It lacks nuance, which makes sense because for me, it was formed in a light of a pretty daunting injury. So it's kind of a fear-based approach or perspective, if you will, when it comes to coaching. This becomes a dangerous view because one, like I said, it's based in fear and also because it doesn't take into account bio-individuality of the person who is performing the lifts. And it denies the truth that We can have perfect form and also experience pain, which is so true for so many people. And we can also have poor form and not experience pain. These things are not cause and effect dependent on one another. Lifting technique is not that black and white. So in today's episode, we are going to focus on some key principles that are very important when we talk about lifting technique and why they are important because there are certainly principles based in biomechanics that are objective truths when it comes to movement technique. And that is what we're gonna talk about today. There are also pieces to training movement techniques that lead to very positive byproducts and domino effects and technique is equally as important for those results. Where becoming a movement elitist is often based around fear 
or black and white thinking, there is definitely truth to the fact that positive lifting technique, that good lifting technique or quality lifting technique does have a large safety component to it. The safety that comes from quality lifting technique is often based in efficiency of a movement pattern. We want to generally move the body in the most efficient way possible or the most mechanically advantageous way possible, meaning that we are getting the most out of our movement patterns in the safest manner that we can, and that's really what lifting technique can do for us. It builds quality movement patterns as a little caveat I have had a conversation with one of my physical therapy friends, um, and movement technique is important, but movement variety is also important because by drilling the same exact movement patterns in the same exact way over and over and over again, under load for years or decades, we can actually end up limiting ourselves and causing either overuse injuries or putting ourselves at risk when we do enter a different plane of movement or a different variation of that movement pattern. That's the uh, something that happened to me personally in training while I was pregnant. Before I was pregnant, I started following the ATG program. And during my pregnancy, I transitioned into following the Mama Stay Fit prenatal program. I've talked about both of these programs on other episodes. And both of these exposed planes of movement and different types of rotation or just different movement patterns and variations than I had clearly neglected through programming for myself for almost 10 years. I say that because oftentimes I think that we talk about movement technique. When we talk about movement technique, we veer towards the big lifts or the big movement patterns of squat, hinge, push, pull, carry. But all movement has technique involved and quality technique is important for proficiency no matter what movement we're doing. You've likely heard me talk about proficiency on other episodes in regards to building both larger muscle groups or larger muscle cells, excuse me, and hypertrophy, as well as overall strength. So having quality movement technique and building repeatable neural pathways from your nervous system to your motor units in your muscles that you are recruiting is going to be beneficial for putting on muscle and building strength. Strength is a skill. There is a neural component to it big time. Movement patterns are just skills that we train, which is why having good technique is going to be beneficial for you from a safety standpoint and from actually a muscle building and strength building standpoint. Oftentimes as coaches and doctors at Active Life Rx would say, injuries don't always come from poor technique. More often than not, they come from a load during a given movement, exceeding that athlete's capacity. You did too much for what your body could handle. Perhaps, yes, that involved a rep or two with poor technique during a deadlift, but the poor technique was a result of too high of a load for your capacity for that movement. I'm not saying that that always happens, but I do think it's pretty common, and so that's why I bring it up. So load is a factor that is very important within the conversation of movement technique to discuss. We want to keep quality technique as we increase the load. That would be the safety component, I would say, of this, as well as the efficiency that we've been talking about. 
something that is driven home uh, inside my Movement 101 course, or resource rather, is the fact that we want to build quality movement patterns, technique, and awareness, and then we can add load on top of those. That's really the best route we can take when we're talking about weightlifting. But the priority is quality movement patterns and becoming efficient and proficient in those and then adding the load. We should not be distracted by the load if we have not yet mastered the basic technique. So what is quality technique, right? Generally speaking, these are those principles that I mentioned in the beginning of the episode. Understanding foot contact with the floor, spreading the toes, pressing the whole foot down into the floor and creating tension within the arch without curling the toes. Understanding how to find a neutral spine and brace in that position as well as learning how to brace in non-neutral positions because this will depend on the movement that you are performing and we don't want to become so rigid in the spine or in any movement for that matter that we lose mobility in the ability in the ability excuse me to in regards to bracing you know brace 2 degrees to 15 degrees outside of that neutral position that should be something we're able to do without injury right generally understanding that mobility is going to be a big factor in most movement techniques if you lack the mobility to even get into a proper position you are going to compensate somewhere else. It's what the body does, right? For most barbell exercises or dumbbell exercises, the weight is going to want to be close to the midline for efficiency of that movement or over the center of the foot in a squat, for instance. That might lead to a very different looking squat pattern depending on someone's limb ratios. Same goes for the deadlift. Focus on overall position and bar path and where the tension is being created versus if a person's chest is exactly at a 45 degree angle in a squat or whatever, you know, whether their shoulders are exactly an inch over the bar in the setup for a deadlift. That's the bio-individuality piece that I was talking about earlier that we lose in movement elitism. So focus on, like I said, where is the tension being created? What is the overall bar path? What is their overall position look like versus those specific kind of metrics that someone should be uh, setting up as when we look at the start of a movement? So a lack of quality movement technique isn't probably going to make or break someone's gains in the beginning of training, but over time, as like I said, we add load and that load likely exceeds someone's capacity, the risk of injury definitely increases in my opinion. So for me, movement technique in general matters quite a bit, but movement technique does not mean that someone needs to fit into a black and white box is going to be on the basis that someone builds their training adaptations on top of. That's the base that we're trying to build with quality movement patterns, with movement technique, and focusing on it has many benefits. When an athlete focuses on their weight training as a skill, right, in a skill-building manner, I think that it builds a lot more efficacy with their training. I think they enjoy it more. I think it feels like they are gaining skills. It feels good to have, to put less effort into a movement pattern or have it feel more natural, have it feel more proficient, that's all gaining a skill is. Each lift within weightlifting is a skill that we're training. Strength is an additional skill 
on top of that movement technique. So in focusing on movement technique and building those neural pathways, we can form these foundations within training, different levels of skills that can then build over time and then be refined over time because bodies do change, preferences change, but I guarantee that if someone starts lifting and moving all willy-nilly, at some point they are going to run into an injury or they're going to have to revert back to reviewing and rebuilding movement technique. So we can't deny its importance, especially in the long haul. Again, that's why the tagline for Movement 101 since 2017 has been move well, get strong. That is in an essence, my belief about movement technique. And that is all this episode is. It's my thoughts on how much lifting technique matters, why it matters, um, and what to focus on when we do look at movement technique, including that bio-individuality piece versus trying to fit everyone into the same pattern or the same boxes. So hopefully that was helpful for you today if you are a trainer or a trainee. It provided some level of perspective. If you love this episode or would like to support the Fitzboro podcast, please give the show five stars and a written review wherever you tune in from and join my mailing list at anniemiller.co slash news if you would like to access podcast listener discounts. Until next time, I'm Annie Miller and thank you so much for tuning in to the Fitzboro podcast. podcast.